Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm the guy that runs towards the scary noise instead of calling for help. I'm the guy that asked Daphne to go look for the monster quotes in the basement. And I'm the black guy who always dies first. (laughs) (laughs) TJ Berry, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Honestly, I'm the one who probably didn't get invited. (laughs) Damn, Velma. I'm the guy that sat home and played video games while all my friends went to the cabin in the woods. And died. (laughs) And died. (laughs) And this is our story. This week we are talking about uh, the horror, your choices matter, survival game, Until Dawn. It's not a horror. It's not a horror game. It is, though. It is. I think it's a thriller. It's a horror game. Come on now. It's not scary. It's not scary, scary, but it's still a horror game. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's thriller. Isn't that what a thriller is? No. It's just intense. Because you weren't scared doesn't mean it wasn't horror. There are things you need to do well to be considered a thriller, and there are things you need to do well to be a horror. This does all the horror stuff. It just doesn't do it well. Uh, uh, I mean, he's not wrong. He Uh, disagree. Let's continue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I played this game for the first time to completion once. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, I also played it. You might have seen on the stream all five of you, six of you <laughs> out there. Well, <laughs> I did play it, and then I uh, didn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. Did you, did you finish it? No. Is that what you meant when you okay got it? Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. Um <laughs> I watched uh Nick Benatatos stream it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you all my five followers? That's me followers? Got on five different accounts, baby. <laughs> uh I played it when it came out, which was was it twenty sixteen? Twenty fifteen. That is embarrassing. It it is embarrassing when you consider Witcher came out at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, no. It, we'll get there. But okay, I played it in 2015. I was in high school, and then I watched Nick play it again the other day, and he was a lot of fun to watch. So go watch him, please. Thank you. I will agree. Uh, I've heard nothing but praise for what uh, Nick did. Which I mean, hey, you know, if you can take bad material and and make some mm. good out of it, good on you. My ego, mm, delicious. <laughs> But let's talk about the game. The game! Or lack thereof. All right, so we're going to jump right into story. Um, Before we go there, I want to hit some explanations and disclaimers. So basically in this game... You, it's it's that like telltale game esque mechanic where really it's a lot of just like decisions that you're making. It's not necessarily a lot of hardcore gameplay. Um, so this game lives and dies by its story, really. And um, you play as a group of teenagers who look like they're thirty but act like they're six. They usually used to go on this retreat, and so they're going after a horrific incident the year before, uh, and then uh, scary stuff starts happening. And it follows a lot of uh, horror movie tropes. 
Before we start talking about the story of this game, because it is so, like, horror intense, uh, I think I just want to talk about how we feel about horror, because I think it is, uh, it's a genre that people have a lot of strong opinions about, and I'm going to come out, out the gate with <laughs> my, my honest opinion. I don't like horror. I think uh, most of the time it's pretty trash, because they go for cheap scares as opposed to having a story that you actually care about. The horror movies that I do enjoy are things like Get Out and stuff like that, that really put, like, the story first and foremost, and, like, the the scary stuff comes out of you, like, caring for the characters and their danger and less about, like, oh, a loud noise just tried to scare me because I don't get any enjoyment out of that, personally. I get that other people do. Not my cup of tea. It's really rather boring to me. Um, so, with that said... I want to assure everyone, I did my damn best to give this game a fair shot. I did everything I could, uh, and I came in with an open mind. I was, like, vaguely excited to try it, hoping that it would uh, turn my opinions around, because a couple of friends of mine who uh, are fans of the game had told me that it was uh, one of their favorite games, actually. Uh, so I was hoping that it would change my mind. But that's where I stand. How, how does everyone else feel about horror? Do we like it? Do we... Well, I wonder what I wonder what John thinks. Of the game. <laughs> I'm like a casual horror fan. I wouldn't say like it's my favorite genre by any means, but like I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like the the cookie cutter jump scares to get that moment of adrenaline, and then it all goes away. Like I hate that stuff. It's so overdone. I, I like horror movies that like you know it get, delivers a unique experience, like with Get Out or even A Quiet Place. I'd say does some new things with the horror genre. Things like that I enjoy. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I, I, but that is the one thing we'll agree on this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, probably. But to preface this, uh, one knock towards the game we'll go into later, I much more appreciate horror uh, pieces of fiction that kind of deliver a realistic core experience that makes you tense because you feel like something could happen versus the whole monster movie walking dead bullshit you know like that just doesn't do it for me well whoa hey now like that's you just saying like that that's not possible like that's i i think there's nothing wrong with monsters but you have to pull them off right not and just i think hey look monsters are monsters can be very real i I mean again like quiet place (laughs) did something new with that sort of thing but overall I guess I just don't get scared by that kind of thing. I, I agree, but then this is the place where, where a snooty McSnoot face like uh, like Benetados will come in and say, that's not horror, that's thriller. Which, to be fair, I do think movies like Get Out and A Quiet Place would probably be more thriller than horror. Uh, but I don't think that this game, just because it's not scary, is not trying to be horror. It is very much trying to be horror. Right. Uh, down to like stealing stereotypic like uh, a story beats. Yeah, it sucks at that. I I'm agree with John that a lot of horror out there is crap, garbage. However, I still enjoy it if it's so bad that it's fun or funny. Like I end up like laughing how bad it is. So I actually do really like horror, but I only like it when it's like done really well or if it's so bad that it's funny. Sure. Um, I never have been scared by a a movie per se but like a a game is like one of the best mediums i think for horror and done right it is amazing and i am one of those people who 
wants the rush from being scared, and I do enjoy being scared from a game if it can do it. A game is freaking perfect because you are the person. You live it. You don't watch someone else do it. Like, you, you live it, and if you're connected enough to the characters, like, you you will fear for your life. Because, like, me, we've talked about it in other games. Like, I get so immersed in games sometimes that, like, I hurt myself from how much tension I carry. Uh, and not to... Right. I, I mean, I feel like it's kind of obvious already, but... This game, like, I felt like a sh- like a dead-eyed shark swimming through water the entire time. Yeah. Okay, so the the thing about what this game does differently for horror is, like, yeah, all the, the horror movie tropes, like, it doesn't do any of that stuff different, but what makes this experience, like, what it, it's supposed to make it scary because you actually are choosing the fate of the characters. You know what I mean? It's not like other horror games where it's like a linear experience where you got to shoot a monster or shoot whatever. You're you're actually making a decision. Like the the life of them of the characters are in your hands and that's what I think makes the game scary, not necessarily what you're seeing or watching. That is such an amazing beautiful concept um and I think that is absolutely <laughs> revolutionary and groundbreaking except every single character in this game is unlikable trash. That's a cool concept, but if uh, they did it kind of like a scary movie and they made it funny. It would have been amazing. Well, it can be funny for the wrong reason. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it in a second. But the, like we said, like this game lives or dies on its story because it's like one of those uh, decision based games. And the problem is, I'm telling you from like the very beginning of the game before I had reason to uh, to hate it, before I had any thoughts on the game, I hated the characters that I was immediately presented with. And it just went downhill from there. Uh, but Amanda, please uh, uh, give us give us your thoughts on horror before How do you we feel proceed. About horror. Ever since I was a wee lass, <laughs> I Back in the hated. Days of yore. I <laughs> I hated horror. Horror. Wow. I hated horror. <laughs> I hated I that hated. horror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That dirty horror. I hated horror. horror. I was introduced to it because of my sister. I just so happened to like walk into the living room and she had uh, one of the Chucky movies on. And for me, as a child, I just, you know, I had dolls. I had dolls. And so when I see a doll murdering other people and, uh, you know, it kind of kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, whoa, I didn't know that was a thing that happened. So since then, I was always really, really, one, scared of dolls, still scared of dolls. But I hated horror. I, I hated it and I would never give it a shot unless I was watching it with a group of friends who would help make the experience more enjoyable, even though like I was laughing, but I was also still kind of scared. Like I'm like, ha ha super funny, but like we can all totally like still die tonight. Ha <laughs> like whatever. But I will say that for like the past year or so, I have been slowly trying to get into horror and thrillers and I will say that one of the best examples I think of a thriller is Midsummer. Now I'm like we're not here to review movies or anything like that, but like f- just to have these examples helps me understand where we all kind of are when we're talking about what a horror film is and what a thriller film is. Yeah. Sure. And that's just really that's really just for me to like cuz again, I we clearly have different ideas considering Benetados thinks the game is more of a thriller whereas you guys think it's more horror and it is categorized as a horror but it doesn't do a good job at it I would I mean sure it doesn't do a good job at it but it still is categorized as horror so but 
having watched a bunch of like old classic horror films recently, I will say I think it does a really great job at paying homage to classic horror movies and like those tropes. So that's my experience. I really like horror. Uh, I don't know so much about horror in games, although I do really like the Resident Evil series. Hell um, yeah, dude. But like I grew up on horror movies. Like I would skip school to go watch uh, Jason and all that other stuff for my aunt. And um, it scared me um, throughout my entire life. The original it from uh, that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I like horror. Just uh, I don't know so much about games. The thing for for me I is that I think games are, if you like horror and you like being scared, games are the perfect medium to do that in. And this game had so many good ideas, like the idea of supposedly tailoring uh, what the game contains to fit your fears and to do stuff like that. And again, having all these characters and you deciding their fate and, and things, it has so many things that are good in theory. And ultimately, it comes down to the first big thing we're going to talk about, story. My very first note for this game is a quote. It's a quote that you hear in the first, like, five minutes of the game. And it's, oh my god, what did our naive sister get herself into now? Literally said pretty much in that intonation. And that that alone is the perfect summary for the game. The writing is nothing, nothing but Awful tropes done poorly, I think, as far as writing. I, I, I don't get any investment in the script. And this is a relatively star-studded cast uh, as far as, like, yeah. video games go. You know? <clears throat> Introducing a of- Academy Award winner Rami Malek as Josh. All right, he he's going to sue you for job. bringing this project back up because the script is so bad that no matter how hard these actors try, they cannot elevate it at all. That like, I okay. My second note. My second note. <laughs> mind you, this is ten minutes into the game. Immediately hate everyone. Yeah. All of well, them. Look how like, upset you are. This yes. game didn't really do anything to you. Because <laughs> so it's upset. By no, because it. it did. It wasted my time. It was disrespectful to me. I felt disrespected <laughs> by Damn. the low effort that they put in. Okay, no, 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 no. It was not low effort. effort. There there was a ton of passion put into this project. And you said right off the bat, you do not like horror in general, especially that cheesy, cookie-cutter, glib, uh, B-movie teen dramas, right? No, 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 I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. (laughs) You said right off the bat, you don't like that. But if you read up on the game, the director clearly said he was going exactly for that style. And it may not be your thing. Like, true, that might not be your thing at all. But to say it's bad writing isn't giving it a fair shot because the style that he was going for totally matched the type of movie that he was emulating in his game. That cheesy teen but horror there, flick the, no but yeah, there is true. there is no comedy in this game it's not funny it, it it maybe that's what he was going for but as someone who went in blind which i think is like i doubt most people are like researching the purpose of the game like it art should be able to speak for itself right and so if it was going for a cheesy because i that is a separate note i have i think it's like maybe two hours into the game or something like that i wrote down uh let me find it it's a uh, is it cheesy on purpose Dialogue is so cringe. Like, is it is it doing this purposefully? Because you almost think that. You almost think that. But the game takes itself too seriously, or at least presents itself so seriously. There's not really comedy. There's just cringe. Comedy and cringe 
are two different things. And like, I, I don't know, because I, I, I tried shifting my mindset or something, because I was like, is it, is it trying to like poke fun at horror? But I just, I, I don't know. You did just, you guys find like purposeful? You take it too in seriously. It? No, you take it too seriously. Yeah, you can't. Th- I don't, and I don't think the directors want you to take it all that like, seriously. John, you don't like horror, and you don't find like any fun from watching bad movies. And the fact is, like, this game is campy. It's camp. And is it, if you don't like... Oh, yes, yeah. it's campy. Absolutely. And if you don't enjoy camp, you're not going to like it. All right. I'm a Metal Gear fan, and it's definitely... That game is definitely campy. So I can enjoy, you know, some camp. And I'm willing to bet that uh, if you enjoy anime, you probably enjoy camp. Because the way people act in anime is... It's uh it's super campy. Yakuza's camp to an extent. Yakuza is campy as well. And like I watch like MST3K and if you don't know what that is, I'm sorry but you're not as cool as you think you are. But uh, basically <laughs> they just watch bad movies and they make a bunch of jokes and like they make it fun. And you, if you enjoy camp like it's like you are enjoying the artificiality of art you know it's it's camp is like it's innocent they were there so they're not trying camp you never try to be campy right it's innocent they're, they're, they're trying so hard to be taken seriously and and you just can't but you start to like appreciate like oh like they're trying so hard it's kind of goofy like it's kind of makes you laugh you know but does that win sympathy points from you no it but i find it funny like to me that's the comedy is in the campiness of it maybe if you're playing with another person like if if someone's like on the couch and you can poke fun at it but if you're playing it by yourself like if you went out you bought this game you're a horror fan and you sit down to play it like would you would you have had fun if you weren't like making fun of it on stream like if you were just by yourself in a room i like i think this is the perfect game to play yeah with to like invite some people over and just play it, this game past the controller every chapter or whatever and just laugh at how fucking goofy it all is and all the funny stuff or it's not funny but like <laughs> it's not like meant to be funny but to me it's funny and uh it's- you just laugh and have a good time and like enjoy yeah. it so i and making I think choices as a group could be fun too yeah but, it's a choose yeah. your own adventure you're watching yeah. a scary movie with friends at home and you're laughing because you're like why are you going in the closet like you're yeah. stupid like why are you going outside exactly why you know that's what it is but that's, again, that's that fair is like, but if i went out and bought a single player game unless i was unless the game tells you that that's what it's meant to do that's not how i would expect to experience it that's fair sure i think that's fair but i still think you could get plenty of enjoyment from it alone like nick did but he wasn't well, really alone. He I was wasn't technically alone if I'm streaming it. You're performing when you're on stream. You know, it's yeah. Different. But I'd I still am glad that I played it, and even I think if I was alone, like I'd like to play it and then talk talk about it afterwards with some people. Like the parts that are not meant to be funny, just sure. I guess. I like, and I I definitely understand that there's something to be said for uh for a game that allows you to make your own fun. Uh, but I think that's maybe better suited to a sandbox game or an open world game, something like this. This seems like I spent my money and now I'm being forced to make my own fun because the the writing is bad. A little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> but to me, also felt like this, this is a game where you get to play God. And I got to make all the decisions. I choose whether they live or die. And you can make it go as horribly wrong as you want. And that to me is so interesting. Yeah, but when that theatrical production is like a high school play... 
but like a bad <laughs> high school play, dude. Like like the the student no. wrote their first play and couldn't no. didn't understand. It like wasn't. It was it was a specific style that it, that is not for everyone clearly, but that they produced a campy version of a different type of style that is considered bad or to be a high school play. And yeah, I think but- a lot of the moments of horror is not meant to be uh, der- derivative of the 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 story or the writing, I think it comes from those moments of high octane stress that is induced from the choices that you make. That it is not what stress. It's not. I kind of get it, but you can do that in a good way because Captain yeah. in the Woods, the movie, did that where they just played on the tropes and they did all the other campy stuff, but it was like amazing. But this is just like the game is okay and like the the whole choice aspect. Like I love it. Like for narrative games, it's amazing. They should take more examples from it but the writing is bad and then like the actors who are amazing and a lot of them have like academy awards and all that other stuff it's just not good which draws right. you but out you're looking it. at it as like it's a bad script it's a bad story it is but uh, and i agree it is but they were going for the cheesiness and the glib of a bad badly they written did not make film. that apparent I, I thought it totally was the dialogue was cringy and stupid that theme song at the beginning. Oh, dead. It just did not seem like it was cringy and stupid on purpose. I thought it totally was. No, it's not. I don't think it's on purpose, actually. At least the dialogue. Not- I, a, a bunch of the characters are like comically terrible. Like Emily. Come on. Yeah, it's called bad writing, dude. That- but- it's like, do what you think? You think the room was bad on purpose? The room was not bad on purpose. The room was bad. It was comically yeah, bad. Exactly. And he ended up embracing that. That's why we love it. We love how campy the room is. Yeah. But but you, you understand the difference here. Because I like the room. But, like, you understand that the room was not made to be campy. There's a difference between, right. like... Camp is never intentional. Camp is never intentional. And I don't this think... This game was made to be cheesy. That Like, those are the words from the director's mouth. Really? Yes. Yes, but being cheesy and having completely bad writing is different. Because you can be cheesy and it's like, oh, I see what you did there. And there's a whole nother thing. It's just like, why am I sitting through this? Okay, well, look at Rami Malek, a guy who has won an Academy Award. His performance in this game is, I think, the cheesiest of them all. But he was directed to portray that. And that was totally the tone they were going for. I don't think his performance is all that cheesy. I think his writing is just bad. And he, and he did his best to work with the material. I, I wrote down that the this intense scene is so incredibly juvenile and awkward. Not funny, not over the top, not it it's just awkward. It's just bad. Like me as a performer, I was like, good God, this person is trying their best. I don't know. All I'm saying is there's a difference between cheese, like watching a Jason movie or a Chucky movie, and then there's like the cheese where it's like this is a B list. I'm watching like Tremors. Right. Yeah. That's that's what it is. You're watching worse than a Jason. Don't nobody want to play Tremors the game. <laughs> I don't know. Like Sharknado is great to watch, but if I had to play Sharknado, I'd rip my eyeballs out. That could be made funny though. <laughs> well, you gotta suspend, not suspend disbelief, because this is a totally unbelievable game. But you gotta go into it not expecting Academy Award levels of storytelling. Especially when it's presented as a B horror movie. Yeah, and for the record, like it is a good game. Like the game is good to play. It's just if you are into narration and if you're in, I think like part of the actor 
in us is like a little biased because it's just like it's just it's not good acting it's not a good story like i hate this aspect and john is super narrative driven which is why he really liked undertale um which is playing against it like it's it's a fun game to play it has replayability but it's just like if you like narration if you like the acting it just draws you out of it and then that that makes it not fun to play yeah exactly because ultimately like i got no fear at all out of this game because the characters were so were so poorly written that i just if if i wasn't doing the show i would not have made it past the first hour of the game and like I, I would have stopped immediately, but I really was trying to give it a chance and to find where it was trying to shine. But the problem is, none of I, I never carried any tension during any segments of the game because I did not care about the characters in any way, shape, or form. If you're comparing the actors with the script, I think a lot of us have already said it's not totally fair to blame the actors. Uh, if the style they were going for whether it is just a bad script or if they were genuinely going for cheesy horror film, I thought the actors kind of grabbed that and went away with it and did that very well, whether that's your cup of tea or not, whatever. But like, I thought they like embraced the camp super well, as much as we all hate Emily and think it's ridiculous. I thought she she, like, she was ridiculous. She makes me hate her. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was a bunch of good actors who recognized how bad the script was and they had a yeah. laugh about it and then they were like sure. I'm going to make this as bad as possible because this is how we've, do you we, this we've all been there we've been in a situation where you you get a really really terrible script and you do your best to to make it good and that's whether whether you have to take it really really seriously and sincerely or whether you have to kind of poke fun at it in its own way like there are ways to kind of save it and I think that the actors were trying to save the script um, but ultimately I think the script is so bad that I was, I, at no point do I have any notes about anyone's performance because the writing was just like the stink of the poking fun at it is the fun make. part. The fun part is poking fun at it. I got no fun. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I know. Cause you take it so seriously, but, but it again, takes itself I so fucking the- seriously. It, is, it takes itself so seriously, dude. <laughs> it I know it though. takes itself so seriously, but you shouldn't take it so seriously. Like I know it's supposed to be glib and it's supposed to be cheesy. That's what the director said yes. straight yes, up. Absolutely. If I'm playing it by myself, I have but no like, one to joke with. What fun am I going to get out of this game where I don't care about the characters? There's no tension. There's nothing overtly funny about it. So what is there? Well, there's the I mean, plenty of the choice based system that I think is a lot of fun. It's funny. It gets dramatic. And I think. But you also got to remember, John Carlo is character, story. Right. It's and not for him. Driven. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But to say that there's no likable characters, I think, is an extreme take because Sam, played by Hayden, ah, Hayden Penitieri, I think that's how you pronounce her name, is a very likable character. Excellent point. What do you know about Sam? Uh, she's very likable. Why is she likable? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she likable? I know that she ties a really good towel knot because that towel yeah, she does. Out even a little bit. And let me tell you, she was doing some stuff. Like, she's kind. She didn't participate in the event at the beginning of the story. But that, that, that's not kind. It's absence. The only reason she's likable is because you know nothing about her. So she wasn't able to reveal herself as a terrible character. She has a few really good scenes. You know nothing about Sam. And it's also weird because it's supposed to be like all this campiness, but like based on your actions and your choices, how you interact with the other characters changes yeah. and it evolves throughout Yeah, the that's game. what I was, was going to say. I think they kind of keep it vague on purpose because I think I actually ended up making Sam like a, a, a bad person. So I think 
it's based on your choices you make throughout the game what these people kind of become uh, a, a little bit you have a little bit of a, a control in that and then I'm just gonna say maybe to add fuel I don't know which to which side but oh, no. when you when you the character is introduced like immediately the, the the game has to tell you with subtitles like what their personality is yep like Dundun's girlfriend, happy, charming, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's what I was like rolling Smart. my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ. You, you ever heard a show, Don't Tell? Holy crap. Well, that, I think that plays into the, the gameplay portion of it, not necessarily the story of um, what they may or may not choose and certain decisions they make based on those traits, especially in Mike's case. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to talk about Mike because I don't think it's worth getting into it. But, like, what a garbage fire of a human. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's fun to put him through stuff. <laughs> it's fun to put he's, him through He's hell. the only character. I, I will say this because, again, I tried to play this game somewhat in earnest. Like, because I didn't want to be just like, I don't like this game. So I'm just going to, like, embrace that opinion. I was trying to find likable qualities. Mike no. is the only character that I actively tried to get killed the entire game. And guess what? He made it all the way to the final scene. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, he there, he has, I don't want to say it an arc because I think that's overselling him. But it, <laughs> as the game goes on, you realize he becomes a lot kinder is a strong word but yes he does become kinder yeah more he's not as douchey or terrible as he is at the beginning of the game because he's put through the shitter of this experience Uh, i think the my closing note that i want to leave on uh on narrative is the fact that palazzo just said that it would be overselling it to say that a character had a character arc um so that's where i'm gonna close my argument on the story (laughs) i Um, think you're Go a little ahead, BSing us, though, with saying you gave the game a fair shot when you texted us every hour at every little thing that pissed you off. True. <laughs> because I was so disappointed in the fact that I couldn't find anything. Like, I, we'll get into it now with the different uh, sections. I really wanted to give this an earnest shot, both as a game and as a piece of horror. And I heard uh, from people how much they liked this game. And I was really hoping that it would uh, turn me around in some way or that I could find aspects that I appreciate. And I found it nearly impossible uh, to do so. But I think people like it, not necessarily for the story. I think a lot of them like it for what it does with its choice-based system. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to stop you right there because I went ahead and read a lot of reviews and people like... A lot of reviews love this people story, are, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, people are into this narrative, my dude. Yeah, like, well, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, That's which I mean, hey, like to each their, like at the end of the day, like it is really like to each their own. Yeah. But I see, I see both of y'all's ex- like um, perspectives right now because again, probably, yeah, not a game for John. But at the same time, I don't blame you because when I first heard that you guys were going to be playing until dawn, I was like, oh, that's like a horror game. That's okay, cool. And I wanted to play it because I don't really do horror, but I had an expectation of it going in. And to be honest, Palazzo, I did not think it was going to be the cheesiness. Like I did never gives that that away. I really, yeah, I will say like, I didn't expect it, but like, I know, I don't think it was trying to be cheesy on purpose, but it's just how it ended up, which honestly is kind of just how a lot of horror movies end up. 
You know what I mean? Yes, but I, I would agree with you had the director not said, we wrote this explicitly trying to make it a cheesy horror movie. To be fair, too, like a lot of times if I drop something that was really bad and then people just like, oh, this is awful. It's like, no, nah, I meant to do that. So that could also exactly. yeah. be a thing. Not necessarily that he actually meant that, but he was just like, no, no, no. Like the reason it's so bad is because we wanted it to be bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even then, it, his statement to me does not matter. Because we're judging the art and not the the artist. I think the artist plays a huge part with the art because that's like their brainchild. But yeah, they the the artist creates it. But what what they state, if it does if it's not apparent in the art itself, then does it really matter? Does it exist? Impact is always more important than intention. Exactly. Sure, but I mean, we've all been saying in circles now that th- it is very cheesy and bad horror film. So it was apparent to us. We're just not. We don't have that context of whether it's intentional or not. Well, no, I, my thing isn't that it was cheesy. It was just the fact that it was bad and cheesy. Because you can do cheesy and still have fun and be like, "Oh man, this is great," and then there's just like a, like I'm not having fun. Okay, I mean, straight up, bro, I'm just not having a good time. <laughs> Really quick, though, before we move on from story, I just want to say, like, my major, major gripe with it, actually, I I think it suffers from the same sort of uh, failure that the movie Split goes through, where I'm not going to spoil that movie either, but if you know that movie, go watch it, because 90% of it is very good, but the last 10% of it is not, for a big reason, where uh, this game, much like that movie sort of completely derails from what the original genre is and turns into something that I think is far less scary and far less interesting. And that's all I'm going to say, but that's my major gripe with the story. Funny enough, that is the uh, the one part where I was hoping that the game was going to turn around because it got almost interesting and then let me back down a few minutes. But after. it didn't, right. Yeah. I just want to say, like, my ending, nothing really happened. It just ended abruptly. Because you killed everyone, Nick. (laughs) That's a note I have as well. You and I got different endings, uh, but regardless, the game pretty much does just... It's like an arcade game. Uh, I hate to bring up Terminator again, like I did for whatever review (laughs) it was. But it is basically like, cool, you finished the game. Yeah, you win the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's it's an anticlimactic end to an anticlimactic game. Yeah. Let's move on to... um, I want to talk about kind of tech stuff and and mechanics for a little bit, and then I think we'll close out with... uh, uh, gameplay and how that affects kind of everything because I know you guys have some strong opinions there. Okay, first off, performance. I don't know about you guys, but this game had the weirdest, choppiest frame rate straight up. I, I don't know what frame rate it was running at, but I have to imagine it was running somewhere near 20 frames per second or something like that because Ooh. I, again, as someone who's not like a frame snob, I, I don't care. Like, I could see the like the chopping it like like the almost stop motion esque like i maybe it was running at 24 best case scenario which 24 is a little choppy but for it to be so noticeable to me i have to imagine it was running closer to 20 it was it's literally my third note like again before i had any opinions on the game a uh, weird choppy frame rate and uh and it persisted uh throughout the game maybe not 100% of the time but it was there a good portion of of the time and i did not like that when i watched nick it seemed pretty clean i mean he could speak on it better than i can there's most of the game it's like around 20 and i think when there's like nothing in the room it went to 60 (laughs) yeah (laughs) for most of the game it's 20 but that didn't bother me it bothered me a bit just because it was something that drew my attention like if you just drop i think we're just just used to the we're just used to the faster frame rates now 
especially on PC. Yeah, I mean, visuals and tech, they've come, it's come a long way since that game. But at the time, again, I'm not going to take away points because, uh, like Morrowind, I'm like, it's old game, but that doesn't make an excuse for it. I still think it's bad. Like, visuals have come a long way, and that'll knock it a few points. But at the time, the visuals were almost the selling point of that game. But the frame rate should have been at least 30 because that was, like, that's been standard for like this whole generation at least for consoles i'm not gonna harp on it too much because it's not like the biggest thing in the game but just it was enough to like draw my attention to it i was gonna say that people move like robots they move very robotically (laughs) it was hard for me to believe that it was motion captured because holy there's a moment on stream where i i make like her face is up close and i was like pointing it out but yeah people don't move like humans (laughs) in this game that's that's another thing also i love how the game will present this super high stakes like your girlfriend is screaming in the background it sounds like she's being cut up alive and then your character just casually starts sauntering around because you can't sprint in this game you can't run oh that's horrible (laughs) that's classic friday the 13th but it's just so weird because they're screaming your name and I'm trying to get to like my girlfriend and this oh, dude yeah. is like, he has like a swagger in his step and he's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say the lack of running looked horrible for Nick's case because there was At least put I'm like, I want him to run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, yeah, I had, I think the game has bad conveyance. I don't, I didn't know where to go some, a lot of times. I know John had at yeah. one point a, yeah. long, a problem with that too. And they, they put these little like shiny things like little shines i guess a little spark you can't even reach them sometimes you have to get close to them sometimes it's annoying they they don't even shine sometimes so i don't know that's an option until i've left went back to the end of the map then came back and saw it shine at the right time so i know to go to it and i can't run so i'm just walking the whole way not even a jog a brisk jog a nathan drake little (laughs) hey nothing (laughs) nothing they're walking like john said there's a moment where she's screaming the dude's name and he's like (sighs) my favorite also is when you're walking very casually and your characters are screaming because they're getting scared they yeah they're still walking at like a mile an hour maybe but they go but they have no sense of urgency exactly and no sense of urgency it lets the air out of like any moment you know it kind of deflates it a lot um, but I, I want to talk about what to me is the most egregious tech mistake in this game. Um, the freaking uh, the cameras. And it's funny because I wrote oh, it down. They, uh, I know I why they it, did that, though. I wrote it yeah. down as a as a positive first. Uh, I put interesting camera work, if slightly frustrating. For those of you who don't know, in this game, uh, basically, it's constantly switching between multiple cameras to make it look cinematic. Like, sometimes the camera's, like, hidden in the trees. Sometimes it's even shaking a little bit. Like, I thought it was a really cool... a really cool idea, but in execution, it made locomotion very cumbersome. That's most horror games do that. They've been doing that since like the first Silent Hills and Resident Evils. Resident okay. Evil is the big one, yeah. Yeah, I get why they do it, but it always everyone no, well everyone eventually runs into that problem with these horror games with those angles. Yeah, and uh, again, like just overall I, in this section, the the like the tech section and and the kind of concepts of this game, I think this game has. Like I said before, a lot of really interesting comments, uh, concepts and promising ideas. But the execution, I find, all around for most things is so sloppy that 
it lets me down because you introduce this idea where I'm like, ooh, I, I, I want to see what you do with this. And then what you did with it was like, you got like this super high tech item and you're playing with it on the ground like a Hot Wheels toy. One of the other things that I thought was an interesting mechanic and I actually, I don't think is poorly executed, maybe just a little too sensitive, is the game has a don't move mechanic where it uses the gyroscopes in the, the PlayStation controller. Uh, and basically just makes you stay still for a certain amount of time. Uh, and I actually really like that, especially for a horror game specifically, I thought was a very clever uh, mechanic. It was used somewhat predictably, um, but I liked it. How, how was that for you guys? I thought that was clever. I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I liked it. I can see, I can see why people don't, um, but I think it helped make uh, moments even more intense and like, it's very sensitive. Like you really cannot yeah, move like, at all. Yeah. It's cool. I get what they were trying to do. It's amazing. But when you have like naturally shaky hands and then that kills a character for you, it's kind of upsetting. It's you getting scared. <laughs> it's not though. It's one of those games that was really trying to implement the whole, oh, we're following in the footsteps of the Wii. Everything's motion control. So especially in the early life of the PS4, everyone wanted some sort of motion in it. So I guess... The way this game used it, it was mildly clever. But I saw Nick was having major frustrations with, uh, it, like, using your your sticks to try to make yeah. a choice rather than just clicking a button, and that sucks. But in terms of staying still, it's clever. But like TJ, I despise it, and I will probably talk about that <laughs> when we get into gameplay. Yeah, I'll just say quickly that um, my controller has a very tiny drift, and for own, for any other game, it's not a problem. But for this one, because you're you choose the options without like selecting it with the stick and then pressing a button it's just selecting with the stick and since my stick is tilting like ever so slightly um for the first like a couple of my first choices the game was making it on its own i think that was just poor programming or whatever on their part like i don't that was an oversight i think that some people don't have perfect controllers that was uh what palazzo was talking about i actually have pretty massive uh drift um but it comes and goes it's very sporadic Luckily, it did not come out in this game, so I could see that being very frustrating. I don't necessarily, I don't think that's poor programming because I think they expect hardware to work as advertised. Uh, So I'm actually, uh, I'm not going to ding them there. Um, And I actually do think that the way that they implemented uh, the different control schemes was very clever. And I actually don't have uh, complaints there because I think there are some options where there are button presses and those are meant to be quick decisions. But then the ones where you have to uh, select it using the analog stick and hold it there for a second, it's meant to be more, uh, I guess, weighty decisions, you know? And so kind of holding it there makes you have that like uh, moment. Like I remember uh, when I was playing uh, the end of Ghost of Tsushima, there is a, a big decision that you have to make. And Palazzo, you were watching it. I was there like, oh no, what am I going to do? I don't, ah. Uh. And then I, I finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I pressed the button and I expected it to just happen. And then the game made me confirm. And I was like, no, why are you making me click the button twice? I don't, I don't want to decide this two times. And it actually made me back out and change my decision. And I think that by having a, a mechanic where you have to hold on a decision for, for a second, it, uh, it makes you have that reconsideration the whole time that you're holding it. So if you are invested, it does work. I think there was one time that I actually did go to change my decision and I didn't even have enough time. I ran out of time. So uh, it made a decision for me. That is a fair point. Yeah, I did not think of that. That is a fair point. The autosave feature feature actually handles what that concept pretty well because uh, I don't know if you noticed, the game autosaves very frequently and that's to sort of 
you know, solidify your decisions. Everything you choose, you can't go back and redo it. Like, this is your one chance at doing that. So I think that's a pretty clever mechanic, forcing an autosave every other second, you know? I like being forced to play through the mistakes. It's a self-imposed challenge, right? Like in a Metal Gear, I want the perfect run. So if I fuck up, I purposely kill myself, right? Even <laughs> though the fun is getting out, like the weird tactics you do to get out of these dangerous situations. But like, I can't like me myself, like I want to be perfect. I want to be Snake. So this is a game that forces you to play through those mistakes. And it's actually, I think it's fun. So I'm, I'm glad that, yeah, the... They have the autosave and you can't go back like, oh, no, I want to do the other choice. You're like, no, you got to go through the whole game if you want to do that. Yeah. So now let's we're going to transition into gameplay. Uh, this last note I have on tech is more gameplay than tech, uh, but it uses it a little bit. So we'll use this as a transition, I guess. One of the things that it does is it uses the touchpad to make you swipe for like certain things. Like I thought using it for the phone to turn on the flashlight or to interact with the touchscreen was kind of cool. Using it to flip through uh, pages is kind of cool. Um, and so now getting into the gameplay section, uh, the one part of the gameplay that actually intrigued me that had me almost invested was, uh, those, like I said, those therapy esque sessions. Uh, and there's a lot of like, uh, quick, like, I'm going to show you two images and you pick this, like, and using the touchpad, like you swipe to the one that, you know, whatever the question at the moment is. Uh, and I thought that that was a really interesting mechanic, uh, again, because, I found myself answering very honestly, uh, and so it turned out like at one point it was actually making you ch reveal what you are most afraid of by trying to get you to like be honest and quick, uh, and so then it it tuned the game to those fears. For me, like the items that ended up being were like roaches, needles, and clowns, which honestly I'm not like terrified of any of them, but they were like I guess the scariest of the options. So it didn't really like change my experience, uh, but I'm sure I don't know. Maybe if, if you were deathly afraid of those, it would have made a big difference. Uh, but what do you guys think about the, those, yeah, like the, the therapy sessions? Did that intrigue you, your, your little visits to Dr. Hill? Cool idea. I love the guy. Like, I I don't think it's a good acting, but it grew on me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I really liked him. And it's, again, it's a good concept, interesting concept. I don't think executed well. I wasn't scared at all throughout this whole game. So I think the concept found in the therapy sessions, um, in more ways than one, it kind of carried over into the main game, and I kind of liked seeing those parallels. Well, it does, and he comments on your your decisions, and I yeah. thought that was really cool. It just sucks that it's in the middle of such a garbage game because, <laughs> uh, like, at one point, I think he's asking you like what you value in like in I think friendship or something like that. Uh, and for me, for so, the questions ended up on loyalty. And so he was like, oh, very interesting. We run out of time and you leave. And then I go, I play the game for a second. Then I come back and he goes, you're not being very loyal to your friends, are you? <laughs> and I was like, that's a that's a funny call out. I just I wish I cared about what was happening for that for like your call out to have an emotional or just a reaction on me. But at most, I just laughed at like at his performance i guess so like i think of the game as like i'm playing god right and i yeah. literally at one point he goes who are you to play god and i'm like yeah. well it's my game i bought it so <laughs> but i thought that was cool so yeah he can still comment on you and if you're thinking like detached from these characters yeah he actually he has the quote that for me summarizes how i felt about the game uh and at one point he goes this game you're playing it's not good for you it's not good for anyone. <laughs> Yikes. 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 
he. <laughs> I felt I felt seen. That that to me was an Undertale fourth wall break. That was a fourth uh, wall. Break. <laughs> that is funny. I like the uh, butterfly effect mechanic. I think it was a little shoved in your face in the beginning. A little. A it little. was a lot shoved in your face, but how it was implemented overall, like uh, it's not new, but it does something clever with that tried and true david cage formula of the branching paths and something you pick now affects you five chapters later i've always liked that sort of thing and this game did a few new things with that concept so i'll I'll give it points for for that i guess i i have a note that from early on that says butterfly concept is cool and very early on uh before i realized that the game was bad um i had a note that said um I'm intrigued to to see what the other paths would have been in that I was wondering at the moment, I was like, do the choices actually matter? Like, because you never really know with the game. And I was like, uh, there's something that happens very, very early on in the game in the sort of the introduction. Uh, and I was like, huh, I don't know that there could have been an alternate ending to this. And so that got me a little curious. Um, but then... Again, because of all the other factors that we've talked about before, by the end of the game, I was like, there's no chance I ever restart a new game. Right. Cool concept. Poor execution because your game made me so badly not want to play it that I will never go to investigate those things. And the answer is yes and no to does it really affect anything in a way? Yeah, because there's a potential you're not going to see entire scenes, but also the game is streamlined in a way to where you will always see a set of scenes as long as you're not incompetent. And I think a game like Detroit Become Human does that butterfly effect concept better without saying it's a butterfly effect with the infinite branching paths and there's always a different ending every time you play. Except, you know, the story of that game is very, very garbage too. But I, I like the... The, the cleverness of these different choice-based systems that other games have taken from this and made better, I think. Okay, the, uh, the, the other concept that I thought was interesting, uh, and I think it's very funny, this is one of my last notes uh, for the game. <laughs> and I, I thought it was funny that, obviously feeling the way I feel about the game, one of my last notes is, don't move and do nothing are interesting concepts. Um <laughs> But yeah, the, the, we talked about the don't move mechanic and then also the game kind of tells you it's like sometimes doing nothing is the best choice. Uh, and there were a lot of times where, yeah, I just did nothing. Um, and I thought that it was interest. It was vaguely interesting as a, as a gameplay concept for them to like have, you know, two options in front of you and to see if you remember that, wait, there is a third option. Just do nothing because uh, you can do that in life. And that's one of, uh, I will say, of the interesting concepts. I think it's the only one that's maybe executed uh, well in a way where I don't have any apparent complaints with it. Honestly, <laughs> I feel the exact opposite way. <laughs> but um, th- this right here that I'm going to talk about is my main, main, main problem. Oh, yes, the game. please I bring think it it's, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a huge problem. Uh, and I'll be honest, the first time I played this game, I was fully on board. Like, I, I thought it was cool. I liked the horror elements. The characters, for the most part, I did enjoy. Uh, this game did interesting things for me until you realize when you beat the game and it, none of your choices actually mattered for a game that totes your choices matter. There's a butterfly effect. Your characters could die at any moment. At the end of the day, it all comes down to how good you are at quick time events. There is a slew of quick time events in the game. And at the very end, you have to stay um, perfectly still to survive. None of your choices matter if you 
fuck up that moment, you could still die no matter what you do. And that pisses me off. It happens like twice. It happens like a bunch of times, not just with move, uh, staying still, but with the, the quick time events. Yeah, None of your choices matter because you can mess up a quick time event and die anyway. It is so stupid. I think what I'm hearing is that you have to get good. No. Yeah, the, but like the it's thing a is like, There are quick time like if you play Resident Evil 4, there's quick time and it was just fun. But like that has like literal split second like it pops up really fast and then if you didn't click it or if you like sneezed or something, you're dead. When you have to make choices and then it really results in gameplay for you to survive, it's just like I don't know how I feel about that. With the way that the game has been set up and presented itself, I almost liked that Oh, I screwed that up. He died. I guess that's true to life. That's it. It's maybe horrifying if you know you got a character killed because you didn't move. I can see how it's garbage, uh, but again, from my experience, where I didn't care about the characters, it was it was the one moment where I was like, <laughs> "Oh wow, okay." Um, it at least got a reaction out of me. Uh, but I can see how you think that's garbage, uh, and I do think it's not necessarily, especially the quick time events like the button presses. I think it's boring gameplay. I didn't find it too difficult, and I didn't find it too frustrating. But I think it's boring. Well, yeah, especially when the game has other moments that I I feel very like high stress because it's literally uh, you have a certain amount of time to choose between one character or the other, and it's a moral gray area of there is no right answer here. Right. And the moments like that, I'm like, wow, this game's brilliant. I've never kind of felt that way before until everything boils down to just a stupid quick time event. I'm like, great. So none of that actually mattered. All my mental strain just kind of goes out the window. You know, kind of like life, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if you fail the quick time event, you're dead. You're dead. I mean, you're going to die anyway, so it doesn't really matter what you do. You know, I got to die. You didn't press square and you didn't accidentally bump into the modeling agency guy that gets you the million dollar modeling job because you couldn't tie your (laughs) shoe fast enough. That's life, man. That's life, my dudes. My very last thing on gameplay, and it's it's not even a a note on a specific mechanic, but it's overall it's something that I realized uh, relatively late in the game was that. To me, this is a museum, not a game. You get to walk around the world and look at what's yeah. going on, but like you're not really playing a game. And it's a I sandbox. Think, is it a sandbox? I don't think it's. I wouldn't. Call I it choose who dies and who lives. But that's sort of the story-based genre of choosing things. You're not really playing a game. To be fair, the only game like that that I think actually lets you play a game is Detroit Become Human. I agree, and I think I think there are times when that's super appropriate and it's really interesting. I just think uh, that I would rather like have, be having my head dunked in a toilet than uh, experiencing this story. I think the choice so... is more just like how <laughs> characters interact with each other as opposed yeah. to them dying, because you could fully try to kill off a character, but if you're good at quick times, you can survive with everybody. <laughs> When I play Telltale's The Walking Dead, I'm in the American Museum of Natural History looking at dinosaurs. When I'm playing Until Dawn, I'm in a museum full of dust bunnies. Ouch. There's scenes that you find that don't even, like, the that are supposed to be intense. Because I think there's scenes in here that I found intense, and there's scenes that you don't find them intense. Even though, and I can see, even though, even if you're just, you're detached from these characters. Because a lot, most of the characters I am detached from. But I will say there was some I liked and even one that I didn't like at first and ended up liking later. Um, these moments, they're st- I still think they're interesting and very dark. And, you know, even seeing a complete stranger have these completely dark things happen to them can still affect you, I think. Because you're picking those choices, too, right? Like, yeah, you, you are affecting those characters. I'm essentially. A f- yeah. 
So I still think it can be intense. I'm glad you could have that experience. <laughs> you, if you see a random person getting fucking like disemboweled, which you did in Bioshock, you felt for that guy. You don't know anything about it. It's him. a video game. It's fiction. But you still felt for him. Yeah, with so a realistic know. looking Rami Malek head. By the way, the faces are very good. Like they look exactly like their actors. But it looks like a human being that you are slaughtering. It's like... But here's here's the difference. Here's the difference. If I see if I'm walking down the street and I see a human get disemboweled, that's horrifying. But when it's fiction mm-hmm. and I know it's fake, if I don't care about the characters or the world, then it has no effect. It's okay, like but how I'm we're saying, d- even in Bioshock at the beginning of the game, that dude gets disemboweled right in front of you. You had a reaction, and you don't know anything about that guy. Yeah, I but I was not actively anything. turned off to the game, so I I was invested by the so time. So you were for- fighting the game. I wasn't fighting the game. The game lost me. It's it's the same principle as when we were talking about Last of Us Part Two, and uh, and by the time that you didn't like Abby, and you were no longer horrified by any of her death animations because you didn't like her. The game lost you, even if you loved the first half of the game. So I came into this game being like, ooh, ooh, I, I'm a little nervous maybe, and then as it lost me, it it lost all impact. But like even. If you don't care about, like, if you just see it happen. You you sentence someone to death. Like, even if you don't care about the characters, that has weight to it. In real life, sure. And the way ah. the, the emotion, like, the emotion from a, a, a complete stranger getting eviscerated or something, I would think. Fiction is fiction. <laughs> I can root for a bad guy in a movie. Of course it's fiction. It's, it's fucking metal as hell. It's cool. But it's <laughs> shocking. <laughs> okay. I'm not fighting you on it. I'm just saying that that's not what my experience was. All right. Last thing I want to talk about, uh, actually, is my, my last note is um, the jump scares are just jump scares. And it pissed me off a little bit because there's one scene where you're being chased by a monster. The face pops up in front of you on the screen and then it immediately cuts to the monster being behind you again. They feel like your little brother popping out with like a ghost sheet over his head being like, boo. Uh, no, they don't work. The loud noises didn't even work. Agreed. Yeah, it's very manipulative, especially with the loud noises. They're yeah. trying real hard with those jump scares. <laughs> and I, I normally scream at loud noises in real life, which is why I was surprised that even the jump scares didn't get me. Um, and half the jump scares are a prank, or it, it's like, it's yeah. not even like, it's like, oh, it's just a hat fell down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we have any, any last remarks before we go into a vote? Nah. I have um, one very important last thing. The psychiatrist, Dr. Hill. Smash or pass? <laughs> I'm going to drive to your house and vomit <laughs> right there. Like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna do it. How dare you? I'll let him mind fuck me, but that's it. In case anyone was wondering, uh, smash is my answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> figured. figured. <laughs> mm, it starts as a smash. It ends as a pass. Are you okay. kidding? Fair enough. Like halfway through, enough. you just decide it's not worth it anymore. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> That's fair. People lose us in real life. <laughs> so, in the case of Until Dawn, how do we vote? Oof. In a shocking twist of events, I think you should absolutely buy this I game. I knew he was going to uh, do that I think the it's whole revolutionary time. for the horror. <laughs> the whole time. No, obviously, I hate this game. I, I'm, I've said it before, and you may believe me, you may not, but I really am disappointed because I was hoping to enjoy this game. I was hoping that this would get me into the horror genre, and then maybe I could bond with Palazzo over Resident Evil if I got, uh, if it really got me into it. But ultimately, this game did nothing but let me down. It cost $20, which is half what it cost at launch. 
Um, but, and this may sound melodramatic, but I would pay $20 to get the time I spent with this game back. I don't think anyone should even look at this game. Go play Telltale's The Walking Dead. Go play Resident Evil. Go do something else. Uh, I don't think this is it, Chief. So just to confirm, that's a do not buy. From yeah, me. yep. That is a, that okay. is a should not buy it, though. <laughs> Got it. Just Got. clarifying. Just yep. making sure. Yeah, just threw me for a for the record, little loop there. Just needs to be stated. <laughs> I enjoyed the game. I'm glad I played it. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Synovia Ash, for having this suggestion. Um, oh, yes. Thank you. I, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry I, we're shitting on your game, but thank you. <laughs> this is the perfect game to play with your with friends at home and like sit around the couch like in the same house because we don't have co-op games anymore because now the industry wants everyone to buy their own console and blah 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 but this is not a good game it's not a, it's not a game you must buy all right so like I, i'm starting to see why people don't like ratings because like uh i say that you don't need to buy it and people think i automatically hate it no, i liked the game it's not a good game like it's the writing is horrible you know and uh there are interesting concepts in it I'm glad I played it. I enjoyed it. Uh, but this is, should you buy it, though? Should I buy it, though? And you should not buy it. However, I think you could enjoy it if you bought the game and invited some friends over and played it together and laughed and goofed. Because I'm not going to lie, I had fun. So, yeah. But it's a not buy for me, right? It's a not buy. It's a not buy. Okay, Beyond. good. Nick, Nick, I, I'm on. I'm going to be honest with you. I was going to punch my fist through my laptop screen if you gave this game a buy, but Undertale a not no. buy. Okay, no. good. I'm I'm looking for buys. Should buys, they have to be the cream of the crop, the masterpiece games. It's not a masterpiece. No. But I think you can still enjoy it if you bought it with friends. <laughs> I'm sure I enjoyed it in a way it's not intended to, but I still enjoyed it, and that's a fact. That's fair. Okay. Well, considering that I got to play it on PS Now, which is $60 for the year, so I roughly spent $0.16 cents on the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to play, if not a bit frustrating. But I'm going to have to give it a do not buy. Because I would be mad if I pulled a John Carlo route, spent $20 on a game that I'm never going to play again. It wasn't as bad for me because PS Now, I could just be like, all right, now I'm going to play something else for the rest of the year. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you didn't even finish it, right? Nah, dude. I, I, I literally I played it for a couple hours, and like, it was like watching um, badly dubbed anime, and I love anime. I was like, I can't do it. I, like, I, can't, can't do it. <laughs> I can't, can't do it. So don't buy that shit. This game is not nearly as bad as John is making it out to be. There is fun to be had here. There is. Uh, the visuals, they're, I mean, they're pretty good if you want to see rami malik in your game that's pretty cool right if you like jordan um, fisher, if you, rami malik. yeah jordan fisher hayden Pettitieri, uh great actress a sexy good actress the if you like b horror movies it does like a decent job portraying that um but in terms of it being a choice-based game there are fundamental problems here and I think you would have a better time playing either a Telltale game or a David Cage game. So you could watch this. You could watch Nick play the stream. I do not think you need to buy it at all. There are problems. Do not buy. No, Peanut Gallery, what you got? <laughs> no, it's a not buy. Don't buy the game. Just don't. Look, I think there's no point and spending your money on the game especially when you can just watch other people have a really good time with it 
I think the fact that uh, what Ben Atato said that you can buy the game and like play it with your friends and have a good time with it, but you don't buy this game with that in mind. You don't buy most games with that in mind. You I don't can think. play better games so. with your friends. And you can play better games with your friends. You could play Fall Guys with your friends. Oh my gosh. You could play anyway. Mario Party. Oh my Mario gosh. Party, Mario Kart, Smash, PlayStation All Stars. PlayStation All Stars. Yo, this episode is so over time already, please. <laughs> I mean, we're already at Do Not Buy, so. Let Amanda finish her oh, sentence. Sorry, Amanda. It you. doesn't matter. We're done. Don't buy the game. <laughs> oh my God. In the case. Until dawn, it's a don't buy. I did it. I did did it. it. Congratulations. (laughs) In the case of until dawn, you can just wait till dusk. I like that. Yeah. Nice. Some straight poetry. I couldn't find the sun. Thank you so much for listening. We are. But then it dawned (laughs) on me. And with that, thank you all so much for listening to the show. Um, <laughs> thank you again to Synovia Ash for uh, sponsoring this episode. I'm sorry I, uh, I took a proverbial uh, dump on your game. Um, but we appreciate the support. I, I appreciate yeah. the exposure uh, and the hope that I had before I played the game. So thank you for uh, giving me that, at least. Synovia, if you liked it, that's all that matters. I'll play it again with you, Synovia. Replayability is there, though. I would play it again. It is. It is definitely there. I will. Give you can it play that. it. Just don't spend money. And with that, I'll talk at you next week. I'm gonna go throw up at the idea of playing this game again. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Yo, have we passed? Thank you.